Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Truth Hounds is a team of experienced human rights professionals who've been working on documenting war crimes and crimes against humanity since 2014, and uh, particularly now the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Dmitry Koval is a Truth Hounds investigator and an international law expert. He joins us on The Roy Green Show. Mr. Koval, thank you very much for taking the time, sir. Thank you for your invitation. Would you uh, share with us, please, what it is uh, that you're investigating now? And from what I understand, there's one community not far from uh, Kiev, Borodyanka, where you found some terrible evidence of uh, Russian war crimes and genocidal attacks. Tell us about that, please. Um, actually, we uh, investigate uh, crimes all around Ukraine, not only uh, in the outskirts of Kiev, but also in other regions in the south, in the east, and in the north. Uh, but yeah, uh, since um, week and half uh, we ago, we started to uh, investigate crimes that were committed uh, in the northern uh, cities, satellites of Kyiv. Uh, and it's not only one city. Bucha is the most prominent, probably, media example of the cities under, uh, that were under Russian occupation. But there are more, like Motijin, Hostomel, uh, and uh, many others that uh, were liberated just recently and Truscounts got access to uh, those cities. Uh, what we saw there is the commission of um, many different types of war crimes, uh, including uh, rape, uh, sexual violence, torture, um, and uh, killing of civilians, and many others. Uh, so probably um, the, the, the scope and the quantity of those crimes gives uh, also some ground to believe that not only war crimes were committed there, but also crimes against, against humanity. Uh, this type of crime um, should be committed in a large, uh, should be large scale and widespread in order to, to, uh, to be qualified as a crime against humanity. And unfortunately, we see those patterns there uh, near Kyiv. What do you do with the information that you have? I know that you uh, are personally engaged with the International Criminal Court, but what do you do with the information? Because I would imagine if the world saw what you have, it would be, it would really motivate many people to speak out, maybe more so than they're doing now. Yeah, we, we use it uh, for informing uh, people, of course. So we publish uh, reports, thematic reports on the findings, uh, and we share those reports with international organizations and with media. And so the media can um, take the lead and uh, speak more about the events uh, over there. Um, but we also uh, share this information with an international criminal court, as you mentioned. Uh, we prepare uh, so-called submissions to the International Criminal Court, telling uh, the court uh, what we have documented, uh, who we spoke about the crimes committed, etc. 
And we also share the information if the witnesses and victims allows us, of course. We share the information with national prosecutors and also with some foreign prosecutors because uh, the types of crimes that were committed in Ukraine, I mean war crimes and crimes against humanity, are international crimes. Uh, they are con- in the concern of the whole international community. And many states, uh, even if they don't have any um, connection to the crimes, to the perpetrators, they can investigate those types of crimes. Uh, that is why we share the information not only with the Ukrainian national prosecutors, but also with some um, prosecutors abroad, with some prosecutors in European countries. Do you believe that it's reasonable to expect that uh, people who are significantly responsible for the atrocities that are being committed against the people of Ukraine will eventually stand before judges at the International Criminal Court. Do you think it's reasonable to expect that? I mean, I hope it is, but what do you think? Uh, I, I think at least some of them uh, yeah, will stand uh, in the ICC as uh, perpetrators, as uh, uh, those who are accused of committing uh, those terrible crimes. Uh, but yeah, we uh, try to manage our expectations and to, uh, we, we understand that it won't be easy to get those people to the International Criminal Court. But even the uh, arrest warrant would mean a lot for the victims and uh, their families um, because that would uh, kind of signal for them that international uh, com- community is not indifferent, that it cares, and uh, that means a lot for, for, for justice. I uh, was reading an account on uh, BBC, the British broadcaster, where you're quoted as saying, I'll just paraphrase you now, but that in one community where you were, the Russians were very much aware, the Russian military that were there were very much aware there was no Ukrainian military presence. They knew it was just men, women, and children, or women and children, civilian population, and yet they opened fire with everything they had and destroyed everything and just wantonly just murdered people. Did I Do I understand that correctly? Yes, absolutely. Unfortunately, what... Um uh, differentiate this conflict from other conflicts, other armed conflicts where civilians uh, die, is that in many cases, uh, in many situations, uh, we, um, with certain degree of uh, certainty, can uh, say that Russian military or Russian army opened fire against uh, civilians, knowing that those people are civilians. And also, they uh, quite frequently bombed and uh, used artillery fire to um, to actually target civilian objects and to kill civilian instead of military instead of achieving some military uh, goals military end. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.